The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome in. A little nippy outside, but that comes with this time of the year. We're in the Christmas mood here at WGNS, and so are our friends here. From the Master Gardeners program, Jennifer Salter and Sarah Wade are with us. We're going to be talking about some of the things you can be doing right now to make those Christmas flowers even better and some of the things you need to be doing. Uh, I don't know how much outside stuff you'll be doing. You might want to wait for a few days till hopefully it warms up a bit. <laughs> Jennifer, have you been out working in the garden? No, I've, I've actually been sick, so oh. <laughs> just, I've been looking at it a lot. It looks really pretty. You're ready um, for, the, for it to do something nice out there. Actually, no, I'm ready for the winter. Oh, I'm ready are you to, really? Yeah, just, it, needs to, it needs to rest. And you're from the Caribbean. Yeah, and I'm going to enjoy it when I go down there. But <laughs> <laughs> This is but, really different for from what you grew up with. It is very different. We have a rainy and a dry season, but there is no nothing uh, in the dry season some of the trees do lose their leaves. Uh-huh. They will start to conserve moisture by dropping their leaves, but all the trees flower in the dry season. And then you your your <coughs> warmest or your your coolest temperature coolest is around is now is December, January, February. And how cool is uh, we could probably not stand it. Oh, we get a cool snap it'll be in the 80s, you know. <laughs> <laughs> put on a sweater at night because it goes down below 80. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether we could take that. (laughs) Sarah Wade is also with us. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Have you been doing any work outside? Well, I don't don't have the sick excuse, but no, I just looked at it and think about how much work I need to be doing. (laughs) Is there anything we should be doing right now? I mean, you can still plant trees and shrubs, I guess. Absolutely. It's actually a really good time to plant trees and shrubs. Um, before January when the, I don't you know, our ground doesn't, it freezes, but it doesn't get the, the hard freeze that up north would get. So you still can plant bushes and trees and shrubs, um, I would say till January, that's, mm-hmm. you know, give or take. And any, well, like our Christmas trees, mm-hmm. people, a lot of people still have the tradition, and we did it for a few years, it's fun, to get a tree that you can actually plant, mm-hmm. you don't want to keep it in the house too long, mm-hmm. how long should you keep those living trees that you're going to plant, how long should you leave them in the house? I've never, ha- I've never had a living tree, um, I'm a, well, I guess I'm not allergic to the living tree, I'm allergic to the sap on the cut trees, oh, okay. um, but if... I would get a tree. I would dig the hole outside now. Yes. While the, the ground, ground is, is not frozen. Especially after the rains we've had. That's, yeah. I like to garden around the, the, what the weather has done. So yeah. when it's rained, because, you know, we've had, we were just coming out of a drought. Mm-hmm. So the ground has been super hard. So if you want to dig a hole, I would go ahead and do it now when the ground is nice and wet. <laughs> so and, and don't throw away that dirt. Keep everything yeah, keep all on the side. side. Cover that hole if you have to. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. I always was, I knew that our soil was rocky and clay, and 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 I always thought, well, if you put in some really good soil back in its place, it would be a, a plus. But uh, that's a negative, right? I'm sure. That, I'm sure it could be a plus. But the problem is, you create such a nice environment in that little hole 
mm-hmm. that hopefully not that little hole, but in that hole that those tree roots are not going to want to leave. They are going to go round and round <laughs> and they will circle and mm-hmm. girdle that tree and it will not have as long a life as it should. Really? Okay. Well, so I mean, you, think about it. Would you, would you want to go out into heavy clay soils when you have all this lovely... No, I wouldn't. <laughs> so you want, to, you want to score the sides of your hole as well. You don't want it shiny and hard. Okay. Uh, you want to encourage those roots to grow out and to leave, leave home, go out and explore the world. <laughs> now, how big should that... You, you, you've emphasized several times big hole. How big should that be? I mean, is there a certain size? I say double the width. However, the it, you really want, you know, people think you need to go deeper. And it's really not true because a lot of people put, plant things too deep. Mm-hmm. You know, so a tree really breathes from where the roots and the trunk meet, like in that area. Mm-hmm. And so when you bury it too deep, you're cutting off a lot of what the tree needs. So you need to go wider. So I always do at least double the width wider than, instead of deeper. So if you're burying a living Christmas tree, mm-hmm. you have a big root ball mm-hmm. already. So you know how big that root ball is. Mm-hmm. You want to be twice as mm-hmm. wide as the root ball. Yep. Yes. Okay. And the plant tag should say that. I mean, they've most of them will say, but you know, follow the directions. <laughs> what? <laughs> Usually a good thing. <laughs> and as Sarah said, do not bury that tree too deeply. Okay, don't you, bury it no, too deep. No, you want to you want to actually move the soil on top of the pot a little bit. You want to take that burlap sack yeah. off. Don't bury it with the burlap. Any the kind of wiring. Uh-huh. Um, take that all off. Take yeah. all that off. It does not need wire. <laughs> okay. <survive>. <laughs> <laughs> and you think about a tree, especially the, the roots go wide, and then that's what anchors it to the ground. And so you want them to be able to spread. That's, you want that hole wider, then the roots to be able to anchor it down. And then fill it back with the soil that you've already dug out. And then you should be pretty good. Now, everybody's talking about a a, a winter that's going to be like winter uh, here in Middle Tennessee. And I can remember when I was a kid growing up uh, pretty well with January. It was almost like clockwork. The New Year's here, and so is the snow. Yeah. Now, Tennessee's not known for snow, but if you're... Five or six years old, yeah. it's a big it's deal. It's nice when we get some, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we always seem to have 10, 12 inches of snow, mm-hmm. which nothing compared to what they have in New York, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But um, it, if it's snowing, I mean, everybody's encouraging you to plant trees and shrubs, good time of the year right now, mm-hmm. and you need to water those. Mm-hmm. But if it's snowing outside, you, you obviously are not going to water. You're not going to even turn the sprinkler on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't guess. It, it'd freeze. Correct. Uh, so is that a reprieve for you, or is it a hardship for the tree or bush, whatever you've planted? It's it's a reprieve for you. <laughs> you know, you think about, I think sometimes as humans, we try to control nature. We forget that nature has existed for however many years, you know, mm-hmm. thousands and thousands. And so there's a reason why it rests in the winter. You know, it doesn't need those extra nutrients. It's kind of, it's gone dormant. It's kind of, it's gone to sleep itself. So it'll be fine. Just, I mean, if we had a huge drought or something, then you might want to throw some water on there. But if you plant it now and then don't water it again until spring, it'll probably be fine. We get a lot of rain that yeah. in the spring. Winter's a really rainy, yeah. very <laughs> overcast season. So yeah. if you have pots outside in your garden, and I have a lot of pots with hostas and things, I do walk around and check them about once a month just to make sure they're not bone dry and it's like 
uh, sand inside of it. And the water acts as insulation. Mm -hmm. I remember last year with that hard freeze, they were telling us to tell everyone to go around and water their pots because that water will, even that ice, it, it forms a natural insulation around the roots. So... That's a good thing, too. You have to just kind of watch the weather. Yeah. <laughs> we have a question here from a listener who says, I'm a big fan of the Master Gardeners. I Yay. enjoy talking with them <laughs> at the uh, farmer's markets. I enjoy meeting them at the Line Ball Library. I think they have some great information. Uh, my, inf my question, though, which I need some great information, is dealing with the types of bushes to plant. Mm. I want some that are a certain height and some that are a little bit lower. So I can make the area around the front of the house more attractive. Uh, is who should I check with for advice that you know would work in this area? Well, I think um, she can go to the extension office and speak to one of the extension agents there. Mm -hmm. um, she could also visit our demonstration gardens. We have some shrubs planted there, and. Um, is there anybody to talk to? There's with nobody there? to talk to there right now. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be back. I guess they'll start working once it starts to warm up a bit again. Okay. You can general, and we'll, we'll be there during the farmer's market, but, um, but that's until then. In May. <laughs> yeah, so the extension office at this time of year is the best bet. It's a lonely place. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you, you look at the shrubs, they look great. You look at the tags, and they will never say this shrub will grow to three feet and stop uh -huh. because it won't. <laughs> It'll keep on going. You, if you, you have give to it a it nice stop. spot, it will like it, and it will grow. So, you know, you need to watch. Those are guidelines. And yeah, we always we have a joke careful. that plants don't read their tags, you yes. know. <laughs> and I have a plant in my front yard that I thought it was said two, two feet. That thing is well over five feet tall. Oh, no. I've got to move it because listen. it's so big. <laughs> now, like, once they get too tall, can you cut them back to make them the height you want, or, or would you kill it? It depends on it. Depends on what it is. A bush, you probably you can cut it back. Some trees can be trimmed back if the, if it's done properly. I wouldn't go in there and just start hacking at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it depends on what it is. Sometimes it's just best to move it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the crepe myrtle, crepe myrtles that we all cut. Everyone wants to cut to a certain height. It's a tree. It's a small tree. Yeah. And they keep topping it off. Crepe myrtle is a myrtle, tree. It's a tree. Mm -hmm. it's and when we're trying to make it a shrub, and we are doing a horrible thing to it by topping it off like that it weakens it and um, I've had one of mine mine were all topped before I moved in I've stopped but uh, the branches two of the crepe middles the branches split longitudinal long so if you <laughs> wanted to, if you <laughs> yeah. wanted a medium height shrub Crepe myrtle is not. Don't it. pick no, the crepe myrtle. It is beautiful. It's a tree. It's, it's a tree. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's got winter interest with the bark. It's a gorgeous tree. And one of my neighbors has one as a tree and it is the most beautiful thing to drive down the street and see that. And then I look across and I see <laughs> other ones that are all topped. And uh, so, what so should you put if if you want one that is a bush, that's a a, a tall bush, six, seven, eight feet tall. Again, it depends so on many. your loca location. Yeah. And, oh, okay. You know how close to the house do you want it? What is it? North, south, yes, east, west of right. the you know of, of your property. Is, is it, it a wet spot? Is yeah, it a dry, dry spot. spot. Uh, I'm glad you said about how close to the house because. Mm -hmm. If, especially if you accidentally put it on a tree, if it's too close to the house, it might be perfect for the first six months or a year. Mm -hmm. Yes. But then it gets pretty big. But they grow. <laughs> <laughs> People forget that trees grow. Yes. <laughs> so they plant them, you know, yeah, six inches from the house, and you go, oh, no. <laughs> now, if you get it too close to the house, uh, whether it's a big shrub or a, a, what is actually a tree, uh, 
is it something that if you waited too long and, and didn't move it in time, and it's pretty good size, will those roots mess up your foundation? They can. Yeah. yeah. So you're better off trying to move it or and take it And it's not about your foundation, but the branches of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a tree that was really close to our house, but it was messing up the gutters and the roof line. And so we had to just, and it was beautiful. I loved it, but it, it had to come down because it wasn't worth the maintenance that it was, that was near a window. So all the, the window, you know, um, around the window was all getting rotted and it had to come down. <laughs> so, Those are unfortunately, it we was don't sad. think about that. We don't think yeah. about that. You think about when you plant a tree, how good it looks, like you said, in six months. Yeah. But 20 years down the road, it's now ruined half your house. <laughs> so. And I like your idea of going over to the ag sitter and looking at the garden that's outside. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're not going to plant some bushes that are not going to do well in the area. Right. So right by looking at the examples you've planted, you know... That one grows well here in Rutherford County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and, and it also is, you can see what it looks like. Every in, season. In December yep. Yep. or January or whenever, July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, December's a great time. Or, you know, in the winter, it's a great time to go and look at the garden because you know what it's going, as you said, you know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Same thing with grass. You yeah. know, Mitchell has the grass oh, plots. Yes. And that's a great thing to go look at because you want a certain kind of grass and it might look great in the spring or summer but what does it look like in december so go over and there everything Check is marked out. everything is well labeled uh we've worked really really hard all of our garden people have worked really hard on making mm-hmm. sure everything is well labeled so it shouldn't be that difficult now, and what kind of bushes do you have i don't even know what's over the exact names of them i'm probably sure someone's I'm listening sure to me and mad that they, yeah. i don't know that another thing <laughs> there's is, do so you many want an, yeah do you want an evergreen shrub what do you right. want are you fine with one that's going to lose its leaves okay so and and that brings about we've had people question uh and i'm not sure i recall the answer on an evergreen they like uh, they say that they like them because they don't have uh what is the thing with the cocoons uh a little nest of the 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 bagworms yeah yeah the bagworms do they not have bagworms or is that a wives tale i mean it just it's usually from a a, a plant it's a, a, a disease yeah. it could be diseased it could be just that type how it grows i mean there's some thousands of plants out there and they all are unique okay. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta rem- you know the insects got after each too yes <laughs> so just so, i like to think it's that take, that take I'm really feeding, good i'm feeding some other creatures in the there world there you go <laughs> you know take, i had not thought about that with the we need, with the we need them we need and, insects they turn into what do, butterflies, types of moths yeah. and caterpillars, yeah. and you know, moths are a night pollinator. We need those too. Yeah. So, so we, we have we've suddenly gotten a few ants here at the radio station. I see them. I don't see any right now, but uh, we should not. We sh- we should love them. They're they're coming in what? from the cold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. Yeah. I always say things can live as much as they want in nature, but I don't yeah. want them in my house. My house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's it's okay to feel it's... Well, you know, it's your own personal <laughs> <laughs> preference, but personally, I put them back outside. Our phone number, by the way, if you have a text question, uh, or if you want to ask a real question, 615-893-1450. Uh, a listener is wanting to add some color to their outside landscaping is there anything you can do to add color to the landscaping in the uh, early winter? <laughs> so I, I, that's, that's a challenge. That's a challenge, yes. Uh, it's a 
perfect time to plan what you would like to add to your landscape oh, okay. and plan. do it in the spring. Okay. So, um, you know, it's a good time to sit there with the books and do some research. Uh, again, all of the items we talked about before, all of the things you need to know before you plant, you would need to have that too for the things of things that you want to put with color in your yard. Now, you mentioned it's a good time for bushes and trees, but they don't have color. I wouldn't No, guess. they're all Not dormant. Right yeah. Although some bushes will have that um, late win uh, early winter, yeah, the color of the leaves. I still have uh, some of my shrubs still have bright red leaves. So yeah. you they can still enjoy lost. that. You mm -hmm. can enjoy it up. To, yeah, it depends on the microclimate in your home. Two of my trees still have all the, most of their leaves. I'll be raking leaves in January. <laughs> so, and, and it depends on when done. our frost is. I mean, yeah. we've, we're just now, we've had a few hard frosts, but we haven't had a hard frost mm -hmm. that's really killed everything off, you know? So there's the soft frosts, the hard frost freezes, you know, there's all these things that, it sounds like it's the same thing, but it's really different. <laughs> well, you know, I, and for those of you who don't remember, it, you weren't here last uh, year, around January, February, we had some really... Christmas Eve last year, that yeah. freeze, it yeah, killed, <laughs> that wiped I mean, it, a lot of stuff out. Yeah, uh, it, it really does do that. We've, yeah. We have some strong, healthy bushes that were healthy prior to that. And yep. they mm -hmm. they are not with us anymore. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anything you can do to protect those? I mean, now that we're looking um, back with hindsight, uh, maybe you've replaced them. You know. A lot of things came back. They uh -huh. just took a long time. So um, I know a lot of laurels were really hit hard and they, you know, everyone thought they were dead. But come June, July, all of a sudden you started seeing green growth where normally they would have sprouted in April, May. They just took a long time. Uh -huh. So if you were patient, you could just cut the dead parts out and it came back. Um, other things you might have just had to replant. But I guess my advice would be if when you, because that was predicted. We saw that from the National Weather Service mm -hmm. that, that we were, we were going to have that. So at that point, you know, I think if you had anything that was really important, you need to go out there and cover it up. Cover it up with something fabric-y. Don't use plastic because if plastic touches a leaf, it'll just, it'll disintegrate that leaf. It just makes it really die quicker. <laughs> so cover it with an old sheet, old towels. Um, even take a plastic garden container, flip it upside down if your plant's small enough. Rake leaves. Leaves mm -hmm. are so leaves. underused. I mean, we, we, we rake them. We put them on the side of the road waiting for the truck to come by. And I was reading recently that a tree, 80% of its nutrients comes from the, the leaves that it shed the year before as they disintegrate. So when we're raking those up, we're now taking those nutrients from that tree. But... And I get it. Like, you don't always want leaves in your driveway and stuff. But you can rake them and cover your beds with them. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, it's basically mulch. You know, they're just drier. Right. And so pack them in. Use those for your advantage. And um, it's free. And it's like yep. the, it's the best thing that your plants can have. It's way better than anything you're going to buy. Yeah. So you're fertilizing over the winter. You're fertilizing yeah. over the winter. And you can use your mulch and mower just to run over them a couple times. So the smaller the pieces, they will um, degrade a lot faster. And it's a lot it, easier than raking them out. It is oh, a yeah. lot easier. Yeah, just rake yeah. them into that bed. <laughs> Here's an interesting question. This person said, I heard this on WGNS a while back. Oh. And I wanted to see if there were, it was accurate. They said, uh, I have an old tree in front of my house and it is looking ill. And uh, it is old. But uh, I heard someone saying on the radio 
that they had had an old tree that was dying and they had a horticulturalist look at it and they said the turf was too close to the tree and they were pulling it back that the turf was causing the tree to die. Uh, have you ever heard of turf? I mean, I guess they were talking about uh, the turf that you put down in squares. Yeah, like a sod. Uh, I've never heard of that, but it doesn't surprise no. me. I mean, it could have been right up onto the tree. Yeah, uh, I think it it's was. like when yeah. people do mulch volcanoes. I was trying maybe to Maybe they made a turf volcano. Yes. Yeah. Um, it could be when they were edging the turf and they edged around the tree, they were damaging the tree. Okay. Uh, so it, it could, I, I would not plant turf right up against a tree. So that's a good thing to remember, too, if you're putting out the Christmas tree. Of course, you're not going to be putting turf out, I don't guess, in the middle of December. December. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, give that give that tree a nice wide booth. Give it and, yeah, and, and don't a, a cover nice up the, the the middle the the root itself. Yeah, we and we don't think about roots very often. Yeah. It's they're they're important. Yeah, I mean if the re- if the tree roots were shallow, and yeah, maybe they were, they, when the lawn be was smothered. being mowed, mm-hmm. they could have been riding over the roots and compacting them, cutting yeah. them. Yeah. That's a question for your local extension agent. Yes. <laughs> hey, what let's do. We, we have a question here, and we'll, we'll get to this when we come back. They're wanting to know more about Master Gardeners, how they can become one, and uh, we'll find out that answer when we get back. I happened to glance up, and the clear sky was gone. Coast to coast, all night, every night. All I could see was something round and black. On WGNS AM FM online. Hi, this is Jenny Harrison at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. And I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts has the right gift for your special person from great gift baskets, candies, coffees, and teas, mugs, cups, and have trinkets, handmade things. Thing you never know what I'm going to have in the shop. Ryan's Flowers Coffees and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street. Please come see us. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas' Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas' baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas' Restaurant. Hi, this is Dan at Music World in Drummer's Den. We have new things going on here for Christmas. We have gift cards available for any amount from a dollar up to whatever you want to spend on it. We have Christmas specials going on. Our prices are competitive. Sometimes we're even below the online prices. We have layaway plans available, and this is real popular at Christmas. Music World in Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across the street from Indian Hills Golf Course. We'll see sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high around 60 degrees. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Then for tonight, partly cloudy alone near 39. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 29. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba, 
The Rick and Bubba Show, weekdays, noon till 2 on WGNS. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Welcome back. The Action Line is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Middle Tennessee Electric has a solar expert and all sorts of energy services. They are there to help members understand how solar works and how it can make your life even better. Get with your friends at Middle Tennessee Electric. Happy birthday, by the way, to Carissa Pugh. Winner of our Slick Pig Barbecue Banana Pudding this morning. And our good neighbor of the day, receiving flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, is Jay Sanders. Jay Sanders bringing a positive change to the community through his leadership. Thank you, Jay Sanders. And with us this morning on the Action Line, we're talking lawns and gardens. Master Gardeners, Jennifer Salter and Sarah Wade. 29 degrees right now. And Jennifer, you said, what would be the temperature in your hometown right now? It's probably in the 80s. They've been going through a little bit of heat wave. So I was down there about a month ago and it was up in the 90s. It was hot. (laughs) And and where is your hometown again? Uh, Trinidad and Tobago. It's as far south as you can go in the Caribbean. You're off the coast of Venezuela. Okay. Okay, so you're down around Curacao and that uh, yes. general area. There. Yeah. Beautiful area, though. It is. It is lovely. <laughs> but I'm biased All the there. Time. <laughs> yes. Do you ever get bored with it being too beautiful? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you see flowers here at home, uh, does that sort of bring you, I, I guess there are flowers there all the time. Yes. Just growing wild. Everything that you keep in your house will grow outside there. Yeah. So it's it's always neat. I, I will have houseplants and sometimes they struggle and they don't get as, but I'm used to them being huge. And I go down and my sister is a gardener mm-hmm. and I walk in her garden and I will see plants like the cordyline that's a small potted plant here. And it is six feet tall there. Wow. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because this, this comes to mind. Uh, first of all, how do you so, say that word? Uh, poinsettia? Poinsettia. <laughs> Or poinsettia, which is it? it? I think there is an IA at the end, so it's poinsettia. Okay. Uh, but I mean, everybody. If How you big say do they grow in your place? They they can be small trees. Trees. Wow. Yeah, small they are trees? small trees. Yeah. They're little. <laughs> my plants. mother used to have a. <laughs> I my mother had a white a white one in our backyard when I was growing up. Wow. Uh, they're what, six feet tall or more. About that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But are they red all the time, or what? What? No, happen? no, and. That, those reds, those are not petals. Those are actually leaves. They call them the bracts, and uh, they will flower at a certain time of year. Okay. So six-foot-tall mm-hmm. poinsettias yep. in uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Yes. Okay. We, we consider that one of, uh, it's like, I think they call it the pass-alongs here, the old-fashioned plants. Uh-huh. People look at it as an old-fashioned plant. My generation, Is that a we, negative? No, we look at it, and we don't see as many of them anymore. And oh, people okay. say, oh, I remember mm-hmm. that growing up. Do you have wild b- bananas? I mean, you just go out and pick them off a tree? <laughs> no. <or>? <laughs> no, I will do that with cocoa. Sometimes you drive in, if you're going over the mountains to the beach, uh-huh. you'll see a cocoa pod hanging down on the side of the road. <laughs> Pull over. Is that like a coconut? Uh, cocoa? 
Cocoa? Okay. I, I, I don't know. No, it's... Um, chocolate or... A chocolate. It's an elongated, long, uh, about eight inches long. And does it taste like chocolate? Uh, it has to be processed. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's See, got, I, I've it's never got tried one. Pods, it's a pod, and it's got seeds inside. Okay, so if you ate it, it would not taste good. I have never eaten it. I've, I've taken it home, but I've never eaten okay. it like that. Now, back to the serious questions. Mm-hmm. This yes. person uh, asks us about becoming a master gardener. What do they need to do to be a master gardener? Can, can you do that? You absolutely can. We would love you, whoever you are. We would yes. love for you to join us. <laughs> we um, Applications are on the website of uh, rutherford.tennessee.edu. Or you can just do the easy way, which is I do, is I just type in Tennessee Master Gardener into the search engine. Yeah. <laughs> it pops up. There's the application there. Um, we are taking applications um, through this month, aren't we? Yes. The ex- yeah. Ed- deadline has been So the timing extended. on that was good. A perfect timing. Perfect yeah. timing. We, we have, have a few class. more spots. Just yeah, a few, few more spots. The classes will start at the end of January, and they go till April. Um, it's every week on Tuesdays from 9 a.m. to noon, and you will have um, your le- learning. You'll have hands-on learning. It's it's an intense, a lot of learning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, to, we, that's for the class portion of it, and then there's also volunteer hours that are re- that are required. It's all listed on the on the application. Yeah. But so they the, sign up now. Go to the Ag Center. Is that where you sign you up? You can go to the yeah. Ag Center, or you can go on the online to the web to the website. Either one. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, how goes, much does it goes, cost money? It does. Yes. It's one hundred and seventy-five dollars for all, the, and that pays for all the book. The book you get is the biggest book you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know a book could be this big. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as big as a poinsettia yeah. <laughs> in Trinidad. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so that's uh, do that now. Don't yeah. Wait. yeah don't if, wait. We do have a go, few slots open. Yeah. If you go to the website, um, click on the gardening tab, and then you'll see a master gardener tab under that. Okay. Um, but also, you know, you can always call the call the office too if you have problems. Okay. So and ask for Sarah and Jennifer when you apply and you're there on the first class we'd love to we meet should, you we should give something out right if you say our names yeah. <laughs> we'll do that next year <laughs> now let me ask you this because uh, people are asking questions about uh, soil testing and mm-hmm, things of mm-hmm. that sort is is the soil too hard to test right now is it too well if you can uh, dig you can <laughs> so it doesn't as long as you can dig it yeah mm-hmm. and get what a, about a pint of soil how big is that box? I'm trying to think of the box. It's yeah. about a pint, yeah. yeah. And it needs to be dry. It's they if, okay. if it's not dry, when they get it to the lab, they will dry it, which just takes longer. So, um, you know, kind of put it on a cookie sheet or something to make sure it's because you know, clay can be wet a lot mm-hmm. of times. Right. So make sure it's as dry as it can be. You're gonna you get the box at the extension office. You're gonna pack the box as tightly as you can. If you want to do a soil test, now is a good time. Um, I know in the spring, it's so any time is a good time. They'll take your, they'll do it any time. There's just a lot going in the spring. There's a lot of the lab is really backed up. Um, I think if I think back to when I had my first soil test, mm-hmm. and I was amazed mm-hmm. when I got the information back. And there must be somebody else who's out there who's never had a soil test. I guess I was probably uh, late twenties, early thirties. And I thought when I, I thought first of all, I thought, who who really needs one of these? Yeah. <laughs> and then I got it back, and it told me each step by step what I should be doing different times of the year mm-hmm. to make the grass look better, to work in the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just a brief. 
uh, summary of what your yard is like. It's what you need to do each each mm-hmm. month throughout the year. And this is a good time of year. So say you wanted to plant a blueberry bush. Mm. Well, blueberries really like acidic soil. So if you had that ah. soil test and you don't have acidic soil, you now have several months to kind of get your soil better to plant. So a lot of people do that in the winter time because it's a good prep time. It's a good prepping the gardens, dig the holes, add the stuff, all the things, um, so that in the spring you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. So anything, I mean, panate, but not <laughs> tomatoes are a big deal uh, in the South. Everybody loves tomatoes and they have competition who's mm-hmm. are the best. And of course, a, nothing better than a good sliced tomato on a, mm-hmm. a sandwich, tomato <laughs> sandwich, maybe add a little bacon. <laughs> Let's go home now. <laughs> Getting so, hungry here. Maybe you go to breakfast. <laughs> what, what, uh, what can that do? Is there a certain thing that can make your tomatoes even better? You talked about the acidity of certain plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you need for the best tomatoes? I, I'm like, I don't, I all of a sudden I drew a blank of what tomatoes need. <laughs> I have shade. I don't grow too many vegetables, unfortunately. Okay. The best thing you can do right now really is that leaf, that compost, that mulch, that, you know, just, and I, it's really more of a comp, compost is the best universal thing. So figure out a way to compost. It's really easy. It's not difficult. We have compost bins and demonstration gardens. You can go on to the, the website and find things. It's not, it's, we live in a day and age where it's very easy to find information about composting. But those leaves, again, break those down. Run them over with your mower. I run them over with my mower and I put the bag attachment on it. I don't usually use the bag attachment when I'm mowing my grass. But for the leaves, I will. Then they all go into the bag. I take the bag off and I just start pouring them on the beds. <laughs> you know, and so, so you physically right after you cut it, just mm-hmm. as I cut it, all the leaves go into the bag, and then I take it off and I put those in the the beds, and it's really easy. And then it's going to break down over the next several months and just keep getting nutrients into your beds. This may seem like a strange question, but are are you calling that a mulch? Or are you calling it a compost? It really becomes both. I mean, you're mulching it, but it's going to break down. It's kind of like a natural compost. It's not a natural compost pile that you're heating up and all that, but it is going to break down into a compost. The reason I ask that is we have a text up here from a listener who's asking about instead of putting out uh, a mulch that they normally put out, uh, which they put out as a beautification of their uh, area around the bushes, would they be just as well off putting out leaves in that area? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's a lot mm-hmm. cheaper. Well, it's, yeah. it's free. It's free. It's free, yes. So you're saying just blow your leaves under the bushes? Is yeah. that? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the same thing as a mulch? Yeah. What happens uh, with springtime? Is it, is it going to be looking like somebody didn't rake your yard? <laughs> Well, that's what she was. We we're saying to you, you know, you can mow, you can mow them over to kind of grind them up smaller. Okay. But you know, leaves they they don't stay that long. You know, by the time spring rolls around, they're, they're pretty much going to be disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, especially the more rain we get and the more wet they get, that helps that whole decomposition process. So, so they will be decomposed. Yeah, they'll be pretty leaves. close to it. Yeah, I mean, you can rake them back, but. <laughs> That's too much work. Don't make it harder on yourself is what I say. <laughs> well, you know, doing things naturally yes. has has a lot yeah. of benefits to it. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many insects also live under the leaf in the leaf debris. Now, why and is you, that good? I mean, are you 
well, well again you're proposing you'll be given a the insects the... a winter habitat so yes, okay. a safe winter habitat where they can get away from that cold as well and they and can maybe the uh, ants will stay for it. do they toil your uh, you know turn your soil and all of that can they do some I benefits <laughs> like that yeah, I mean, they completely, you know, they're either food or they're yeah. eating something else or they're keeping that soil loose. I mean, there's a million, again, it's a whole ecosystem that you're messing with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so back just, to what Jennifer said. They were here for a reason. Right. Yeah. And you're letting them stay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and encourage them, hey, here's something. We're living something with them, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Every time we build a house, we move them out. Mm-hmm. And so it's good if we can create an environment in our yards to bring them back in because we need them in our yards. And not everything is bad. We see an yeah. insect and we freak out that it's a bad thing. And it, it's really not. You know, there's very few terrible ones. I mean, you don't want a termite eating your wood of your house. No, no. But, you know, if there's a log in the backyard they're eating on, that's good. You know, it's, it's disintegrating that log. Yeah. You know. Here's a question from a listener who says, uh, if everything is so good, why are snakes around and why do I not want them in my house or in my yard? <laughs> I will well, agree I with that like on the house. I've had one in my house. Really? We okay. were going through a drought and uh, I was having some furniture clean so the kitchen door was open and it was about an hour later I walked in the living room and walked over a snake oh. and then freaked out. <laughs> that gets your attention. I got it out. We didn't kill it. We put it back in the bushes. Um, I don't like snakes. I mean, I well, agree. Was this in, in Murfreesboro? Yes. Or? Okay. <laughs> I so, lived in the desert and never saw a rattlesnake or a copperhead or anything. I moved to Murfreesboro and there's a snake <laughs> in my house. <laughs> That's you really you again, it it's for good, for, time. It's yeah. good for the ecosystem. We did, not, we did not kill the snake. We put it out. Um, I have dogs, so I've never seen snakes in my backyard, I guess. They don't want to be around. They, they're more scared of us than we are of them. Oh, I bet I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, And they eat small rodents and animals. Yeah. And they do have a purpose in the ecosystem. Again... Just like the spiders and ants, I don't want them in my house. Yes, <laughs> you have your home, I have mine. But I respect you living outside. Yeah, so if, if you create a better home for them outside, they won't be as tempted to come inside. <laughs> there you go. You know, we usually have had calls about uh, these the little bugs that ladybugs. Is mm-hmm. it ladybugs? Yeah, yeah. That get around the windowsills and come in yeah. on cold days. I haven't heard much conversation about that. Uh, they're they, in my house this year. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all in my house. <laughs> we yeah. changed they're, com- <laughs> they're coming in for the winter as well. <laughs> they but do. I don't mind them because they're actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I let them have their own. They, I, they don't bother me. <laughs> I didn't see them this year. We got new windows upstairs. And every year I would see the li- they would come in. You know, that's interesting. And this year I haven't seen them. The so new airtight uh-huh. windows that are soundproof and everything. They're keeping out ladybugs. Well, the seal is better so they can't. Yeah, our windows were a little bit older, so they could they could come in. Yeah, interesting. They don't so, they don't live long once they come in. I mean, they may be looking they do for the warmth. They all seem to die. I've often yeah. wondered why they all come in. You find their bodies just lying by the windowsill. <laughs> yeah. So that's true. do they smell? They do smell, don't they? After uh-uh. I don't know. No? I never smell them. No. Okay, I get, only if you squash them. Yeah, maybe. Oh. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We are solving major problems this morning. We'll be right back. If you want to join us in this wild shenanigan, 615-893-1450. We're talking with our master gardeners. 
We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co op. Please come and see us for all your garden needs. We have everything you need to help that garden grow, and we also have what you need for landscaping and your lawns. We have black and brown mulch in bulk. Please come see us. And as always, don't forget us for all your gifts, clothing, and pet needs. This is Tina Fox. Your co-op farm and home center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. There are many reasons people select Adams Place. We went to see seven different places. And he asked his kids, Okay, where do you think we should go? And the kids said, Adams Place. Why? The people looked active and they saw the pool, the only place that had a pool, and they had water aerobics. It turned out to be something I really, really enjoy. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today, 615-904-9111. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekday mornings at 810. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Place to Talk. Welcome back. We're in the final segment, so if you have a question or a comment this morning for Jennifer or Sarah, give us a call quickly. They are our master gardeners with us this morning. Jennifer Salter and Sarah Wade, 615-893-1450. You brought up something during the break that uh, I had heard rumors of, and maybe we can dispel those rumors now and turn them into facts about whether or not... uh, these uh, bushes, the or the Schiffler, not what what is it? Poinsettias. Poinsettias, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, are they poisonous? No, they're not. They can be an irritation to small children or animals. If they inj- if they eat them, they'll get a, sm- a slight mouth irritation, but they're not poisonous. Okay. And not unless you want to sit there. They try to a, a group of scientists try to recreate how many you would have to eat to be poisonous. They got to seven hundred leaves. <laughs> and hadn't reached that yet. <laughs> so, so if you would like leaves. to sit there and eat over 700 poinsettia leaves, go for it. They must be tasty if, if people... <laughs> they, they've they've got to be. I can't imagine how they would be. They've I wonder got that if what it would sap. be like, uh, maybe some poinsettia leaves, a little mayonnaise and tomato <laughs> on bread. You got your 700 sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you might get sick. You might you get sick die. then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christmas cactus. That, that's always an exciting plant, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a beautiful plant, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. What happens? <clears throat> uh, is it only blooming at Christmas, and what is it like the rest, the rest of the year? A nice green potted plant. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to have. I, yeah, I have a Thanksgiving cactus, which okay. <laughs> is just about done. Are there um, 4th of July cactus? No, but there's Easter there's cactus. There's Easter one. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there are different seasons. There are different different ones. Uh, you can tell by the leaf shape, which one you have. Okay, so, so if it's you not want just a, Christmas, a freak of nature that it came along at a certain time and then it mm-hmm. grows at Christmas. 
it it that's when it's time for it to flower. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you want a, a Christmas cactus, make sure you're sure of which leaves. When you pick one and it's not flowering, make sure you know what it is. Is it really a cactus? I mean, is it it's capable a, of living in dry, dry areas? Succulent. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't like wet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy it to take like care of feet. then. Or um, is it? Well, with again, with things that like to be dry, you can overwater them. Uh, you can put them in drafts. But they drafts. do need some water. Yeah. <laughs> you I can, tend to not water it. I'm like, oh, it needs some water. <laughs> and then it's sitting in concrete. So yeah. You, you, can, um, you can put it, you know, a lot of what people do at this time of year is they put their plants, their poinsettias, their uh, Christmas cactus and a nice foil, pretty foil um, container mm-hmm. uh, around the pot. And they forgot, forget to punch holes in it. So this poor plant sits in the water and it drowns. So you're mm-hmm. killing. So if you do buy one of these, make sure you punch some holes in it so the water can drain out. Here's a question from a listener who says, I'm glad you mentioned the water uh, with my poinsettias. Sometimes the leaves all fall off. I have yep. people <laughs> telling me that I've watered it too much and I've had some say I didn't water it enough. How much should I water it? Um, I would just well, first of all, put it in indirect light. You don't want it in uh, right. So keep it away from drafts. Mm-hmm. You don't want the heat and vent blowing but on it. And punch holes in that. And I would stick your finger in about up to about half of your index finger. If it's dry down there, I would give it a little bit of water. But certainly do not water it every day. Now, you said put it in direct sunlight indirect sunlight indirect indirect yes so the opposite of that yes indirect <laughs> don't have it don't have it uh with the sunlight don't have on it. the evening or morning sun you know beaming down on it okay full blast just so um, beside a window where it's sort of in a shadowy area yeah of sunlight. Or, or the sun sunlight is coming through but it's filtered it's coming through trees or other plants Okay. But so definitely out of drafts and punch those holes in that foil. foil um, now, cover. how do you know that you've watered it enough or didn't water it enough? Water slowly. Uh, so give the soil chance to... If you water too quickly the water and the soil is dry, it will just run out of the bottom of the pot. And you will think, oh, I've, it has enough water. I don't need to water it again. Uh, what's happened is that soil is too dry and it can't absorb the water, so it just water just runs out so water slowly let it have chance to absorb that water and then maybe go back again and water again uh if the water takes a lot slower to go down you know that you've watered it mm-hmm. well, we have a few minutes left mm-hmm. in the program for people who have enjoyed the uh boxed gardens uh out on their patio deck and stuff like that uh, is there anything they should be doing with those boxes right now should they bring them in the house and put other plants in them? or The container gardens? The container. Mm-hmm. It depends on what's in there. You know, if you have yeah. um, a hosta, and you know, Jennifer has a lot of hostas in, in pots, and I started that this year. They do really well. They like the cold. Mm-hmm. You know, they like that hard freeze, so they're going to be fine. But you might have a plant that needs to come inside or come in there. I moved one into my garage the other day because it doesn't want that. We might think it that hard freeze, so we want to protect it from that. But it still could take the cold, but it, not the freeze. So it just right. depends on the plant that you have. Yeah, you and know? your room in your house. If you have no room to bring it in, yeah, then sure. this time of year there's so many plants yeah. in my house, and then you have yeah, the Christmas it gets tree very crowded in the house. <laughs> my family is just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we leave this morning, I want to remind mm-hmm. everybody again: if you want to be a master gardener, we would love to have yes. you. Just a few openings, so yeah, so don't. 
think Don't about delay. it too Don't. long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have it be your Christmas go, gift for somebody. <laughs> yeah, that really yeah. would be a great It would be a Christmas. wonderful be. Christmas gift. So if you really want to get on the list, and if you got on the Internet, you don't know for sure that you made it in time. But if you go over there in person, you would know if, if, you, yeah. if they had yeah. some openings still. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's taking applications through December. Tell um, them Jennifer and Sarah sent you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you five extra points. <laughs> Do you get, I know listening. you get points. Okay. I hope not. <laughs> Jennifer and He's Sarah sent you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted your arm there. Uh, and again, where is the Ag Center? At 315 John Rice Boulevard. Okay. Are and you going to be doing any? We have a minute left in the show. Uh-huh. Will the uh, Master Gardeners be out and about during the holiday season? No, we won't. We have our holiday party next week where we'll all get together and celebrate the year. We've had an awesome year. Um, we actually hosted our regional conference this year wow in rutherford county so we've had a great year we're going to celebrate and then we're going to go home and we're going to sleep at the garden does yeah and we're going to get back to work 2024 is going to be a great pull keep out, up, keep up to date with us catalogs. because there will be a lot of yeah. great classes next year yeah but get over there quickly and sign up to be a master get gardener over there quickly yes taking applications right now but just a few openings left yep that is phenomenal jennifer salter and sarah wade our guests this morning both of them master gardeners thank you for joining us thank you thank you merry christmas to you merry, merry christmas. christmas we'll see you next year absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh, wild bill comes along next on your good neighbor station